With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. All right. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. In the bonus. You know, there, there's... There's an expression in sports, and it goes like this. Winners win. Right? Winners win. And and Dion likes to say this, and, you know, it's and it's true. It's like, what have I done that I haven't won at? Well, um, didn't win a championship with Jackson State last year, but um, that's because you don't play for the FCS championship. Um, you, but, but, I mean, like, he's been successful at everything he's done. Successful people find a way. And last night, Christoph Przingis had 30 points in his debut with the Boston Celtics, the most points in a debut by any Boston Celtic ever. And while that may not, you're like, well, you know, how many guys make their debut as a guy who's been in the pros for half a decade, et cetera. I get it. But the fact is the Boston Celtics are um, maybe arguably or inarguably the greatest or second greatest franchise in the history of the sport. They've been around for about 100 years and to have the greatest debut in the history of the Boston Celtics is different than having the greatest debut in the history of the Charlotte Hornets, right? So it's a pretty big thing. And so instead of, and we did this in the radio show, talking about Przingis and the parallel Przingis to what Webb and Yama is now. What if we told you that the real winner that wins is Brad Stevens? Brad Stevens, he didn't win a national championship at Butler, but getting to Butler to two straight national championship games is like winning five national championships for so many other programs. It's, it's literally that hard. I mean, look at Butler now. Butler, they're in a more difficult league now in the Big East. But they have Dad Mata. They have Hink, uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse. They have a practice facility. They got everything, and they're struggling to compete in the Big East. And I understand it's different times, different level of competition. Everything's different now with NIL, and they're, a, they're an old-school program that like four- or five-year kids. Great. Point is, their level of success with Brad Stevens has never been close to being achieved since he left. And then of course he went to the Boston Celtics. Did they win a championship? No. Did he get him to the conference finals? He did. They got to the NBA finals without him where he was the general, he was the president general manager. And part of it was, I think he thought maybe this is something better for life for me, but a better fit uh, in terms of do guys, did they stop listening to him because of how he liked his message? But anyone can point to Brad Stevens' tenure as head coach and be honest and go, it was a success. You don't have to win. A, I'm not one. Of, you don't have to have it win a championship to have a success. They were always better than they probably should have been with Brad Stevens as coach. If you don't believe me, ask coaches around the country. Like, where do you get your philosophies from? Your offense from? Your stuff from? Like, you know, who I love Brad Stevens. Now, as a president, 
he saw a team, he built a team to a conference finals, to a finals level team as well. And what does he do? What did he do? He traded away his point guard, Marcus Smart, who everybody said was the heart and soul of the team. And he traded away a great shot blocker and a backup point guard who didn't really want to be there. And he got Drew Holiday and he got Kristaps Przingis. And look, you do run the risk with Przingis of injury. No question. But winners win and winners find a way. And I think the guy who should get the, some of the credit today, a good portion of the credit, is Brad Stevens because he just figures it out. And had he stayed at his desk job in Indianapolis before leaving it to become a lowly assistant at Butler and then ultimately an incredibly well-regarded future Hall of Fame college head coach, Brad Stevens probably would have won at that too. Winners win. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to the Fox set. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Every day this time in the bonus on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We play for you a previous portion of a Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports One show. We call it What Does the Fox Say? Um, let's. Let's start with Colin Cowherd having this discussion, this discussion regarding college football uh, with Joe Klatt. There are things in life and state, you could find them in every state. Well, this brings up the bigger question, right? This is, this is the big, why are we in this scenario? Why are we in this gray area where everyone's saying like, no, this is actually rampant, but no, they kind of went over the line. So like, well, why are we in this? Well, we don't have audio in the, in the helmet of the players in, the co- in college football like we do in the NFL. Yeah. Well, why is that? Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about why that okay, is. Okay. No, number one is a bad reason, but it's cost. And, and the reason it's a bad reason is that we're trying to govern college football okay. with a huge blanket, Colin. Yeah. That would be like you or me being a parent to an 18-year-old and an infant the same way. I'm not going to give my 18-year-old a bottle with formula. I'm just not. It's stupid. So let's stop having a, a school that has a budget of $150 million have the same <laughs> rules that the school has a $800,000 budget. Yeah. So cost is, is a bad one. Helmet liability. They don't want to have third market, aftermarket things disrupting the helmet because of warranty and liability 
areas and concerns, okay? And I, I understand that kind of. They don't have a collectively bargained agreement. There's more hand, uh, helmet manufacturers in college football than there is in the NFL. More helmet models in college football than yeah. there are in the NFL. Yeah. So that's one of them. But then here's the major one. And do you know why, really why, we don't have audio in the helmet why, of the players? Why? Coaches. Lazy. Coaches. No, no, no. It's not because of lazy. It's because they all say to each other, oh, yeah, sign stealing's a problem. We need to do something about it. Then they go to their AD and they're like, no, 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 no. We sign steal. So don't change the rules because we're gaining an advantage. See, this is what people don't quite understand is like if the, if coaches wanted this to change they, 10 years ago, change. it would have been changed. It's so true. It's so true. It's I, I mean, I kind of picked this apart previously that it's a nothing burger of a story. And the truth is that apparently the um, the deep throat to this story is a Michigan alum who was cut out of the program by Jim Harbaugh. Right. Uh, optically, it doesn't look great. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, how is this different from the Astros? It's different. Trust me. Um, but as I've said, this in many ways, I think vindicates the Patriots as well. Because people have been stealing signs forever. There's a reason that you have all of these different ways in which you send in signals back when you send in signals. And the only thing that changed with the Patriots was instead of using the all 22 copy and having guys with binoculars, which they've always had, right? Scouts with binoculars looking at the signals and then having the, they just used a camera. So it was a, it was a dated way of looking at it. If you film practices, that's different. If you had a spy inside the practice facility, that's different. But otherwise, it's a nothing burger. Here's Dan Patrick talking about Victor Webinyama. I thought he was going to put up better numbers, bigger numbers. He got into foul trouble. But, you know, overall, you're just sort of looking at how does he, you know, move up and down the floor? How are they using him? Uh, you know, he's, he's 19. And he made some mistakes that 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds make. And you're going to make hustle mistakes. I'm okay with that. It's what do you learn? And you're going to learn from a Hall of Fame coach who's coached big men and David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Now, what are you going to be able to do? What do you add? What do you, you know, when you realize that you've made some silly fouls, you're trying to help everybody out. you got to pick your spots. But... Overall, I think it was a pretty positive debut. He can block every shot if he wants to. He can get out there to get a shot. But these guys are so much better, bigger, faster, smarter than the players he was playing with and against in Europe. They're going to find out what you will fall for. And he wanted to help out. And it's his first game. He's 19, a lot of pressure. Uh, I thought... Look, he's he's still very very thin. He's still developing. Um, it's interesting because I was watching early, and he jumps up and makes a shot and blocks a, a Kyrie Irving uh, jump shot, and then because of foul trouble and because he's still a, kind of a kid, he wore down some and then threw in some shots late. It's like, look, th this is a long term plan, and the the greatest example of it is Christoph Porzingis, who had thirty last night. Now, Przingis obviously had a devastating knee injury, kind of bounced around, struggled to stay healthy, and now that he's healthy, and you're talking however many years after he was drafted, like, that's the sort of finished product. And Webinyama has a higher ceiling. But I, I thought that the fact that those games, you saw Przingis first, and then you see Webinyama, and you're like, oh, that's at least on the low end what it should look like once we get to year four, five, six, seven, et cetera. Here's LeVar Arrington talking about Deshaun Watson. I feel like he's gotten comfortable with not completing seasons. And that's a thing. I can only imagine the amount of experiences and the, and the things that he's he's done during the times where he's not playing. And that's a very, like, when I tell you it's a very real thing, that's a very real thing. When you have the type of financial resources at that level, the things that you do, the access you have to, to different things, it almost takes away that drive or that hunger 
And people say, oh, no, nah, no, nah, that's not – that's overblown. No, no, you're, you're a player and you want to – no. You can lose the desire to want to go in to work every day. You can lose the, the will to, to really, really want to compete. You might in your mind think you want to, but there's a part of you that's sitting there saying, I don't feel like getting up and going in today. And you know what? Why should I? You know, I just you know, and and then that when that happens, injuries hurt more, everything hurts more, meetings are longer. I, I was there, I was at that point. My last year in the league, I start, I was dealing with injuries. I was there, you know. And you just start to lose your your kind of your focus in on it and your your passion for it, and you, you then ultimately the love leaves. Do you see love in Deshaun Watson's face and his? Actions when you see him on the field, he looks like a totally detached dude. Is what it looks like to me. Well, again, and and there's been some quotes attributed to Deshaun Watson today. Where why wouldn't I want to play? I I think we're all trying to play, um, from thirty thousand feet psychologist. Like when you look at some, and this is the problem with bad body language, right? No one knows what's really bothering you, even if something's really bothering you. And we all make the assessment, he doesn't want to be out there. But there's another part to it. When your body's letting you down, again, I hate to feel like the lone defender of Deshaun Watson, but I'm going to separate the allegations and the things that he settled off the field from the athlete. Because I, I find it hard to believe that Deshaun Watson, who, this is actually a, a term of endearment. He's a competitive motherfucker, right? Like that dude was a winner. And you can't be a winner at the level that he was a winner and a competitor at the level. That doesn't just go away. You know, I, I most of you guys know I'm really close friends with Matt Holiday, former St. Louis Cardinal, Colorado Rocky, New York Yankee. Um, we're not even going to give the A's credit for the the time he spent there. That was not his, his favorite time in his Major League Baseball career. The point is that when I'm hanging with him, that guy is a, he just searches for competition. Right, right now he's like a pickleball master. He's going to be a pro, he's a pro pickleballer. Real deal. Like 6'4", 230, pro pickleballer. He's awesome. But it, a lot of it is a, a thirst and a hunger for competition. And if you would have gone back to, he went through a tough time where uh, he had mercury poisoning with the Yankees and he couldn't figure out what was wrong. He thought he was depressed. He thought there was all sorts of other things that were going on. Anyway, if you would have taken a snapshot of him in the dugout, you're like, does Matt Holiday not want to be there? Does he not want to be there? And the problem was like, he couldn't figure out why his body was letting him down. And so I'll at least offer up the possibility. That's what Deshaun Watson's going through. Like he can't figure out, like he knows all the pressure he's under. He knows how people look at him. Now his home fans don't like him. He went from being America's quarterback. Who didn't like Deshaun Watson when he came out of Clemson? Nobody. Beloved. When things went bad in Houston, his last year playing there, they won four games. Deshaun Watson got zero blame. Right? When they had a were they up 24-0 against the Chiefs? And they lost that lead in Kansas City. You guys remember that? Go back and look. Deshaun Watson got zero blame. All of it was on Bill O'Brien. None of it was on him. So he was he was in that elite class of could do no wrong, and now it's he can do no right, and his body's letting him down. I just I just want to be really cautious because we don't know. We have zero idea what's really going on there. And I find it really hard to believe that here a dude is a vicious competitor for his career all of a sudden now, doesn't want to play football. That's what the Fox said. What's up, the Fox? Let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Hey, Doug, so uh, based on what you just said, uh, I had planned to talk about this. The the sound that you had referred to when something like this, uh, he was asked about this narrative that people don't think he wants to play anymore. Sound is not great, uh, but I think he, you can hear the point here. I mean, none of those national people, why would, why would anybody listen to any of that stuff? All that is speculation. 
If it ain't coming from me, then all the other shit is bullshit. So the national narrative is bullshit. That's what he says. Okay, that's cool. Um, I go back to something that Daniel Jeremiah said to you yesterday, that he really finds it hard to question what how somebody feels in their body. And he can't really judge Deshaun on this. And I think you're kind of saying the same thing. Um, I think the point that Jeremiah makes is what is masking Deshaun Watson in this situation. A lot of people don't want to question this uh, because of that reason. And I think there's something about this that makes me believe he's manipulating that, that he knows that he's not going to be questioned and he could just call it bullshit and and move on. This is what I suggest for Deshaun Watson. Tell us what's going on because nobody's doing a good job of articulating what the hell's going on. The team isn't. There are more and more articles today, Doug, than with each day, it seems like, on what the hell's going on with the Browns and Deshaun Watson. He's been completely cleared medically. This isn't something that that has happened. There's no reference point to this. His guaranteed contract doesn't help this, and his past things don't help this. But I think that's what annoys me about this is that nobody, his representation, the team, the ownership, and Deshaun himself has done a good job of articulating exactly what is going on. That's what annoys me. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, I, I, th- I, I think that's fair. I, I, think, I think the coach did him a disservice. I think everybody's covering their ass, and I think this is on Deshaun to just come out and go, hey, look, man. My shoulder ain't right. And doesn't matter what an MRI says. Doesn't matter. I just, it doesn't feel right. B- because here, here's the, um, if you've ever talked to a baseball player or a golfer about their swing or a pitcher about their, about throwing a ball or about a basketball player about their shot, like they can tell you without looking at the result. You know, it's a completely, they are experts in their craft. And so they can like, like just something's off. And in their body especially. It's why I've always called bullshit on the um uh Barry Bonds with the I didn't know what I was taking with steroids. They know everything about every everything that is put into their body. They know. So I always call bullshit. And it, it I I understand and I agree. Like he's the one guy who could really share but he chooses not to do so, and that's probably done him more harm than good. Yeah, just like that last comment, you know, that stuff's just bullshit. All right, then please expound on that and tell us what's going on. Um, the nickname, the second on my list is the nickname Wemby. I addressed this in the summer, and because he made his debut last night, I, I want to redress this. Um, let's think about some of the most badass nicknames in sports. Black Mamba comes to mind. I always liked uh, the Matrix, uh, even King James. I've always, you know, there's those kind of um, insinuate something cool, groundbreaking, badass. And then there's Wemby, which sounds like the stepbrother of Gumby. Like it, there's there's nothing that it's screams. Actually not, it's actually not bad. Intimidation. A, yeah, but it's not not bad if it's the stepbrother of Gumby because he is kind of like Gumby, isn't he? Oh, sure. I mean, you mean his physical attributes. Yeah. 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 No, no. I just don't know if that's intimidating, though. Gumby's a, a was that a clamation figure? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah, the clamation. fuck he is. I just need somebody to come up with a better nickname for this guy. Um, you know, he's only 19 and he just played his first game, but eventually we need to move off of Wemby. That's that's what I find annoying. Um, okay. I- I'm okay with that. I think it's we- the nickname thing is weird, right? Like you can't give yourself one and they kind of just. They sort of just be, you just kind of become what your nickname is sort of deal. Sultan of SWAT. I mean, that that just has a badass ring to it, you know? Feels like though that, feels like that will be a, uh, that's like a baseball one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's, that's Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing on my list here is that our own, uh, and this has not been acknowledged on the air, our own John Ramos is leaving us. Uh, John is a part of this podcast every day. He's been a part of Fox Sports Radio Network for a long time, and we're going to spend the next 10 days saying goodbye to John. But I want to personally say that it's annoying that he's leaving. 
um, because we work really well together and we support each other's, um, I guess, support each other's work in this regard and in, in helping you put the best show forward. Um, so I'm utterly annoyed. And again, we'll have plenty of chances to say goodbye to this guy and feel free to open a mic, John, but I'm annoyed that you're leaving. I actually, hold on, before we get to, before we get to John, I'm annoyed because John Ramos continues to establish himself as a better man than I am. And let me tell you why. I When I, I found out yesterday mid-show, was it mid-show? Yeah, it was mid-show. Somewhere around there, yeah. Right, mid-show. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck? And so then John, you know, during a break, he's like, look, um, I mean, you want? do you mind if I say what you're doing? Not at all. Okay. So John has two kids. One's in high school, who he's coached in softball, and his son, actually three kids, sorry. That's right. Uh, and his middle son, he's coached a ton in baseball. And then he has a baby, Jonah, of course, is not yet into school. And all of us have this, when you're a dad, you're like, man, I really want to spend more time around my kids. And honest to God, the reason I took the CBS job was because I had I was at ESPN and I had a five-year contract, but it was for radio four to seven and for college basketball. And then I did other stuff as well. And at the time, all of my kids were, like my son was going to be starting pre-K and into kindergarten. And so what I feared was for those five years, I remember what happened was I actually was going to accept the contract. Did I ever tell you guys this? I was going to, I, I went, I heard this. we went and had dinner with a bunch of families. We, um, uh, we went to, I think it was Mohegan. We went to Mystic to have dinner and then we went to go to Mohegan Sun. And what we did was, it was like a Sarah McLaughlin concert. And so the women went to the Sarah McLaughlin concert. And so the guys gambled and after dinner, and I told everybody at dinner, like, Hey, you know, like, not that you guys asked or cared, but, um, I think I'm going to take this five-year deal. We'll be around. We'll be your neighbors for at least five more years. And everybody, we all toasted, and it was great, and that was it. And so I'm walking around the Mohegan Sun, and or maybe it was the other, it's the other casino, I don't remember. And one of the dads like, man, your daughters are hilarious. I coach them in soccer. And then I, it dawned on me that I do college basketball for five, six months, where I'm gone every Saturday, all day. Um, some Sundays when I travel on the road, right? the NCAA tournament, et cetera. And then I'd be gone every day until 7.30 when I get home. And I understand, like, these are good problems to have. There's lots of parents that are gone until 7.30. And by the way, I would be home most every morning, get a chance to spend time with, at that time, my son. But I just thought, I'll never get to coach my daughters in soccer, ever. I'll never get to come out and see a weekday so soccer game. Like, you just, not the way it works, Right. So I took the CBS job because what I was told was I'd be doing radio in California, 12 to 3, and then I had a TV show that began at 9, and I didn't have to be in there until like 7.30. So I thought, all right, I'll have a, a four-hour, three-hour window with my kids every afternoon. You'll never get that time back. Now, it didn't work out nearly as the way it was proposed, but that was the idea behind it. But what John is going to do is he's actually going to work at his daughter's high school, right? And then be able to coach his daughter and I'm sure still coach his son. So what he's done is what all of us say we're going to do, but he's really fucking doing it, which is fuck this work shit. I want to be around my kids and do stuff that I love and I'll just figure out how to make it work financially. Is that about right, John? <clears throat> that that is correct. I do have to say a couple things, and and what is this retractions? And <laughs> you're on the right track. Uh, Sarah graduated from high school last year, so she's no longer at the high school. And I think that might be better because I think had I done this with her there, she might be thoroughly embarrassed, right? Because would you, would your two daughters want you like walking around campus around them while they're trying to be with their friends? Actually, I have a I have a I have a great story about that. That's okay. like the greatest thing ever. My daughter asked me last night. I'll tell you one second. Go ahead. So, yeah, so Sarah's gone, but you're right about Lucas and about Jonah. And by the way, when Lucas gets to the high school, he's obviously going to play sports. It's a good chance for me to be around the school and be able to watch him play baseball and whatever sports else he wants to play. And yeah, but I do love radio. I, I Some people have said to me, oh, are you burnt out? I'm like, it has nothing with burnt out. 
I love radio as much as I did when I first started working in radio. It's just for me at this time in my life, uh, it just seems like a a better fit for me moving forward in my in my next many years. That's all. Yeah, I love what I do. I love working with your show, Kavuna Rich, with Jason, with Danny G, with everybody here at the network. It's it's not like man, I can't wait to get out of this place. It's a extremely Extremely, and I mean this sincerely, hard decision. I mean, even even if I want to be honest with everybody right now, I still think about right now: Am I making the right decision? Of course. And but you know what? You gotta stick to your guns. And if it wasn't, and you know this, Doug, as a coach, if it wasn't for loving coaching as almost as much as I love radio, uh, I wouldn't do that. But I love to coach, and it's just, I'm in high school coaching. I've always, if I had a second, we talked about this in, in one of our things that was either on the air or on this podcast. What would you be doing right now if you weren't this? And my first answer was I'd be coaching high school or college softball. Right, you're doing what you always want right. to do, which is what, what leads to a fulfilling life, you know? And as long as you understand the pitfalls to it, that you don't get to deal with us on a daily basis. <laughs> Can I tell you the coolest thing ever I was asked last Sure. Time? So uh, I have twin daughters of 17 years old. Um, Harper is the much more, um, outgoing personality. And, um, I had like all these plans I want to do this weekend with her. And she's like, dad, Halloween party weekend. I was like, okay. So, and she explained to me, like, when you're a senior in high school, you need a different outfit for all three. I'm like, you can have whatever outfit. Like, I'm not paying for that. Like, you got to come up with them anyway. So. Friday night is her friend. Uh, I'll leave her na- friend's name out of it, but her friend is having a party and they called me last night from Starbucks and they're like, Hey dad, do you want to make a hundred bucks on sat on Friday night? I was like, mm, just what? I don't need the hundred dollars. Tell me what the deal is. Would you like to be the bouncer at this party that where I'm going to? And I was like, yeah, I thought that's the coolest thing ever. Right. Because one, it showed a level of trust that I'm not going to be in my daughter's business at a party and that her friends like don't like understand that I'm not going to tattle on them for anything that's going on. Right. And they're, they're pretty innocent. Like there's not anything crazy going on, but also that they think I'm a badass enough to know that I could kick out a 17 year old who shouldn't be at the party. That's cool. Right? Tell me how cool that is. Anyway, John, we are really going to miss you. Um, What really sucks is the last day that you're with us, we have the remote at the Breeders' Cup. (laughs) That's right. Right? Yeah, Jason said that to me yesterday. It'll all be figured out, right? You know, his last day on air with us is next Thursday, so we got a lot lot to plan for. Yeah, so, um, and then, you know, obviously we're going to have to put some money on some ponies. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll talk donate to it to the John Ramos Fund right, we'll post ask, radio we'll fund. Our, we'll ask Felica, we'll ask Jared Smith, we'll ask all our gambling experts and make him a little bonus sure on bets. his way. Yeah, on his way out the door. Uh, John Ramos leaving is annoying. It's really going to leave us here, and we don't get to hang out with you and laugh with you on a daily basis. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. 
performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's welcome in Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst, the co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger and Brian No. Airs each Saturday between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern time, live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates or the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. All right, Jared, let's get to some of these college games. Let's start with OU is going to take on Kansas. Kansas continues to start their backup quarterback, as Jalen Daniels, we're told, has a bad back. Um, Oklahoma survived Central Florida. Didn't obviously look as good as they did uh, in beating Texas. Another come-from-behind victory. What are your thoughts on OU and Kansas? Yeah, we're seeing a little bit of a battle here with this game. I I think the numbers favor Oklahoma, but... There's this, you know, shroud of mystery around Daniels that makes it a tough bet because there's a chance that he plays. I know doubtful doesn't sound good, but it also could be a little bit of gamesmanship from Lance Leipold to try to make Oklahoma prepare for both Dean and Daniels because you would expect off the bye, this this is you know Kansas's best chance to get him back. Um, it, interesting spot for Oklahoma, right? They've got your boys Oklahoma State on deck, so we'll see what the look ahead is with Bedlam coming up. Um, but I, I really like what I've seen from Bean. The only good data point was against Texas, and, and I think it, that game, I give him a bit of a pass because he didn't find out he was starting until about an hour before the game. And I think Kansas is going to come out with a little bit of an element surprise here off the bye. I think you're going to see some explosion to their offense. Bean's ADOT's pretty solid, so he doesn't have any issues pushing the ball down the field. And, and, and listen, go watch that UCF game last week. Oklahoma's given up some big games in the passing game. They're outside the top 90 in explosive pass rate. Perhaps maybe some innovation early gets Kansas on the board. But I think over the long haul of the 60 minutes here, uh, Oklahoma absolutely has the better athletes. They've got the better matchup in the trenches. So besides that early mystery, perhaps around the starting quarterback and perhaps some trickeration, I do think Oklahoma's the side here. Oklahoma, uh, Oregon takes on Utah, this one being played in Salt Lake. Uh, Utah off a big uh, surprising win over USC on a last-second field goal. Oregon, because coming off the loss to Washington, really physical game. Ducks are favored by six and a half. I'm looking at six and a half. The total is 47 and a half. Uh, Cool and crisp at 44 degrees, but no rain or snow in the forecast. Ducks and Utes, who do you like? Yeah, I'm hearing some perhaps cold weather maybe later in the game. This is an afternoon game. Um, in Salt Lake City, so not quite the night atmosphere at Price Eccles, which could be a little bit uh, wild, but great call by you. I mean, I took the Chiefs with USC last week. I think a lot of the Sharps thought it was a good spot for USC, but Utah just kind of wore them down, and then Bryson Barnes, all the credit, last drive, made a nice play, got him in the field goal range, and then, you know, college kickers these days, you never know, but the kid hit a field goal, and and Utah wins the game. I, I love fading teams off of big emotional wins. And, and I think that's why I like Oregon in this matchup. And Bo Nix, certain quarterbacks might struggle on the road in this environment. But Bo Nix, <laughs> crazy. He has started more games at the quarterback position than any other player in college football history. This season, he has surpassed that mark. So the most experienced quarterback in the country goes without saying. And I think this Oregon offense, it kind of is played in a phone booth, and we talked about that being a detriment in certain games. Remember the Washington game? I thought they needed a little more explosion. They were one play away from winning that game. I think in this matchup, the phone booth mentality actually helped because Utah's defense is, is really tenacious. 
And I think the one thing that they struggle with is the quick, short passing game. They're, they're really talented up front, and they're secondary in the back solid. But, but they can be schemed this year. You go back and watch that Gators game. Uh, Graham Mertz had a really solid success rate. And USC was moving all over the field until the second half of that game. So I, I think Bo Nix and the offense will have some success. And listen, Bryson Barnes, I mean, if, if this Utah offense can continue to get it done with a backup quarterback, a converted safety at running back, without their tight end, their, their, their star pass catcher, I just don't see it long-term. I think Oregon puts themselves in a great spot in this game to get back into the Pac-12 college football playoff championship race if they can go on the road and beat, or- or beat Utah. And I-, I think they're going to. Uh, Wisconsin welcomes in Ohio State. Um, Wisconsin has five wins. They're over Buffalo, Georgia Southern, Purdue on the road, Rutgers, and Illinois. Not exactly uh, the Baton Death March, right? Um, Ohio State comes in 7-0 and on the season. Um, and they just beat Penn State in an absolute war. Now, you just said, hey, I like the fade teams coming off an emotional win. right? That, I, I'm just using your, your words. Ohio State's a 14.5-point favorite. The total is 45.5. The game's being played at Camp Randall in Madison. Does that mean you, you fade Ohio State off the win? You could certainly make that argument. I, I think the difference in the Utah scenario is they're playing Oregon whereas Ohio State's playing Wisconsin. And I, I, you go back and look at some of these Wisconsin games. I had my worst beat of the college football season earlier this year betting Georgia Southern plus 20 against Wisconsin. Georgia Southern outgamed them in Madison and couldn't cover the 21. They turned it over, I think, five or six times in the game. It was a really fluky game for Georgia Southern in the red zone. But they needed a 95-yard pick six to get past Rutgers. They got outscored by Iowa's offense at home. They needed defensive scores there. And again, not dominant against Georgia Southern, not dominant against Buffalo. Their offensive line has struggled, and they have a redshirt freshman backup quarterback that is now filling in for Tanner Mordecai, who was injured. And Ohio State's getting their best corner back, Denzel Burke, who didn't play last week against Penn State. Granted, they didn't need to have him last week because Drew Allard didn't want to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage at any point during that game. But when I look at Locke, he hasn't handled the pressure well. Uh, under pressure this year, completing just 22% of the passes. Granted, it's a very small sample. He's only played a couple of games. But you could tell the freshman mentality. Like, when, when, when he is under pressure, that is where things get frenzied. And I think Jim Knowles, he, he just makes you diagnose so many things pre- and post-snap with that defensive scheme. It, it's going to be tough for Wisconsin to score points in this game. On the other side for Ohio State, I mean, you could make an argument that this is the weak spot. Uh, Kyle McCord's been better lately. 12 touchdowns, no picks last six games. But it's all Marvin Harris. It's like 50% of the uh, passing attempts are going to Marvin Harrison Jr. So if you can take him out of the game, then maybe Ohio State's rushing offense, which has been a little bit banged up, and, and their goal line guy, who's actually the backup quarterback, Devin Brown, he's out this week. So the goal line back is out, Trevion Henderson's hurt. Like, I could see a path where Wisconsin kind of mucks this game up, but I just don't know how this will point in this game. And that's why I think Ohio State probably ends up going. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jared Smith joins us. Of course, he's our Fox Sports Radio betting analyst. Let's go to the SEC, where um, Tennessee travels to Kentucky. Kentucky much better at home, and Tennessee's had this kind of weird year, right? They're four, five and two, and some of the metrics point to them being better than than last year. Obviously, they you, know, you lose your quarterback midway through the season, you're going to torpedo. But good win over a And M. Uh, Good win over South Carolina. Losses on the road to Florida and Alabama. They're only two road games. They've lost both of them. Now they travel to Kentucky, who's 5-2 and two on the season. Kentucky, though, losers of two in a row, including uh, losing two weeks ago to Missouri at home. This line, as of now, Tennessee's a three-and-a-half point road favorite. The total's 51-and-a-half. Yeah, depending on what the number is, you'll get two very different opinions from sharp betters about this game. At three... Everyone loves Tennessee. Uh, when it's up in the four-and-a-half region, four, four-and-a-half, that's where the Kentucky money has seemed to come in. So, uh, And it's kind of bounced around between those those two bumpers this week. I, I think Kentucky being off the bye makes this game a little bit harder to handicap. They were a very fraudulent 5-0 and going into that Georgia game. Um, perhaps one of the more fraudulent undefeated teams in the country at that stage. They got humbled by Georgia. Then they got humbled by Mizzou. And, and that game's a little concerning, too, because they gave up 38 points and their defense actually played well, only allowed 330 yards. They turned it over three times. So it's kind of on both sides. Defense failed up against Georgia. It's actually the offense that really didn't move it enough 
against Mizzou. So what are we going to see in this game? I, I love Ray Davis. I mean, he's the, one of the best backs in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. He has the highest power five grade. So of all the power five backs, according to Pro Football Focus, he's, he's the best one. Um, we'll see what Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator for Kentucky, builds into the game plan this week. I, I've heard some rumblings from Lexington. They might run a little more pace to try to keep this Tennessee defense off balance. Again, when you're only gaining 30% of the available yards against Missouri, that to me is, 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 is a problem. So I'd like to see more Davis, but I also need to see more from Devin Larry. Um, when he's getting assistance from the scheme, he's great. 58% completion rate, nine touchdowns, one pick on play action. Five touchdowns, six picks without play action. So again, when Liam Cohen's kind of scheming up things for him, that's where Larry feels comfortable. But the receiver group has been down. The offensive line hasn't been great. It's really been Ray Davis, and that's it. For the uh, Wildcats, I think on the other side, it's really hard to judge Joe Milton. Very Jekyll and Hyde. Great in the first half last week. Terrible in the second half against Bama. And I have no idea what we're going to get from him either. This is probably one of the toughest games to handicap all week. But I think it's three. I think the balls might be the better play. Jared Smith joining us. Uh, you know, he's our Fox Sports Radio betting analyst. He's the co-host, co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. At uh, airs each Saturday between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern time. Listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates to the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. L- let me ask you one last SEC game. Dogs are still undefeated. They're still defending national champions, and so they're still the number one team in the country. Of course, they don't have Brock Bowers, who really rescued them when they uh, had to mount that comeback against Auburn. Uh, you could make the argument that he's the best player in college football. I don't know whether he would have won the Heisman had he not sustained an injury. Uh, but the dogs, it's never an easy game when you're playing in the in the uh, SEC, and they are the number one team in the country. So let's get to this weekend's um, SEC game, where where Georgia plays in the cocktail party game against Florida. They're a 14 and a half point favorite, and they're a team that struggles to cover. It's supposed to be warm and rainy. What do you think? Mm, yeah, Georgia has struggled to cover this year. One five and one against the spread. Um, and you, you mentioned Bowers, kind of the backdrop here to how Bowers reframed the Georgia team. The, the pros this week, a couple of the ones that I really trust, about a one-and-a-half-point downgrade for a tight end. I mean, that is a significant power rating shift for a tight end, and it just shows how important he is. The irony is here is Oscar Delph, the, the backup tight end, who was the number one tight end in last year's recruiting class, is actually bigger on the size chart than Bowers. He's 6'5", 245. Bowers listed 6'4", 240. So I know Bowers is like Thanos in the college football world, and he is maybe the best pound-for-pound player in the country. But Delph is actually bigger. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what he brings, and we'll see um, what Carson Beck does in this game. Right, He's from Jacksonville, playing in his backyard. Um, should be a, a really fun atmosphere. This game always is. Um, but the metric that stood out to me this week, it's not even a metric, it's just kind of a random trend. Georgia quarterbacks making their first start in this rivalry are just one and nine. Jake Fromm being the only one to get the win. I know some of those games probably Florida was a big favorite back in the day, but it's just interesting that this game can get a little bit goofy sometimes. Um, probably less double tight end sets for Georgia this week. More Lad McConkey, more running game. They, they ran it well against Vandy. And Florida got hammered against Kentucky in their one game against a good rushing offense. I mean, Ray Davis went bananas in this game against Florida a few weeks ago. 283 touchdowns. So I think Georgia should be able to run the ball. For Florida's offense, I mean, Billy Napier has done an absolutely fantastic job turning Graham Mertz into a a suitable uh, quarterback in college football. Uh, They run the highest motion rate. They run a ton of play action. They put him in really easy situations. But he's got a 75% completion percentage this year, 12 touchdowns, two picks. I mean, this is Graham Mertz we're talking about here. Um, But they haven't played a whole lot of tough defenses. This is going to be a totally different animal going up against this Georgia defense. It'll be a bit of a fun chess match between Napier, the offensive coach, and Kirby Smart, the defensive coach. The key for Florida, stay out of the passing situations. Their offensive line's terrible in pass pro outside the top 100 and all the late down success rate. So when it's third and long, Florida is just an abject disaster on offense. So I think Georgia will be able to keep them out of those really easy third down situations. I think this could be a long game for Graham Mertz and something tells me Georgia wins big. Awesome stuff as always. That's Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst. Check him out Saturday mornings on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Jared, great stuff. Good, good luck this weekend. Appreciate it, Doug. Let's play because we can. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Luka Doncic had the big, essentially game-winning bucket over Victor Webinyama, step-back jump shot. 
That's called the Luca. Uh, he had this to say after the game. Obviously, a lot of talk about the Spurs rookie, but what can you say about how your rookie impacted this game? Amazing, man. I told him, man. He played amazing for the first game. I remember seeing the guy, a rookie that played that amazing for first game. I remember my first game. I was nervous. Uh, he didn't seem like being nervous, so uh, he played fucking amazing. Uh, sorry, sorry. It's the first game. We're getting back into it. <laughs> I love it. The best part is, and this I think we can all relate to. When people come, and Luca always spoke English, you know, he came here. But when guys come here, like, the first thing everybody learns in a new language is curse words. Right? Yeah. So, like, I never forget when I was playing in Russia. Blit means the B word here. means bitch here. Right? And, uh, and uh, yeah. So, there's a series of curse words that dudes say when they do something bad in basketball. And that was like the first Russian that I learned, you know, and even in, even in Hebrew, I can't speak Hebrew. I can't read Hebrew, but I know the curse phrases in Hebrew as well. (laughs) Same thing with Spanish growing up in Southern California. Love that for Luca. Why can we play it for you? Because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir. The bet is to you. It's time for the pick of the day. Ah, pick of the day. It comes to you from the NFL. As the Buffalo Bills welcome in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bills are all banged up. Uh, They have lost two out of their last three games, and that one game was a survival against the Jacksonville, excuse me, against the uh, New York Giants. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. um, And the Bucs. Similarly, uh, scuttling. Actually, out of the out of their bye week, they've lost two in a row, including the Falcons at home. Uh, Bills are a nine and a half point favorite. I think the Bills stomp the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is one of those flex their muscles, look like a championship caliber team. Give me Tampa. Okay, thing opened at seven, pushed all the way up to nine and a half. Obviously, would have loved it at seven. I'll take. Uh, I'll see me. I'll take uh, Buffalo to win and cover. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the daily radio show and the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.